Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Art of Leveling Up, the podcast where we discuss how to excel in every aspect of our lives from a science-based perspective. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Art of Leveling Up. Today, we're going to be talking about resentment and forgiveness. First, I'm going to provide an introduction to resentment and the reasons why resentment develops. I'll talk about the biological changes associated with resentment and its negative effects. And finally, I'll dive into proven strategies on how to forgive others and ourselves so that we aren't kept prisoner to these negative emotions. So let's dive right into it. Resentment is a tricky emotion. It's definitely a negative emotion, but sometimes when we're in the process of feeling this emotion, we may think that it's a feeling that is necessary or justified. The truth is, and I speak from experience when I say this, is that over time, resentment can have quite an impact on our mental and physical well-being. Resentment is a little different from anger. I think we are all very familiar with what anger looks like and feels like. It's a strong emotion that overcomes us due to various triggers. Maybe someone cut you off in traffic or you accidentally dropped and cracked your phone. These situations may trigger anger. It's a strong emotion we feel that overcomes us and makes us want to scream, cry, yell, throw things, or whatever way in which you express your anger. However, as I said, resentment is different. Resentment is a reaction to being mistreated. It can manifest as us re-experiencing past injustices done to us, whether they be real or perceived, and subsequently having negative feelings associated with this injustice. Sometimes when we experience resentment, we may wish ill will to those who did us wrong. When we feel resentment, we also experience feelings of anger, bitterness, and disappointment. So from this little introduction to resentment, you can probably see why it's such a powerful emotion. Now the question is, how does resentment build in someone in the first place? Now there are a bunch of ways in which resentment can build in someone over time. Again, when compared to anger, resentment takes its sweet time to form. As mentioned before, resentment is a response to feeling mistreated. If in the past you were done wrong or an injustice was done to you, resentment can build. Even things like being taken advantage of or being put down or even just not being heard are situations in which someone could become resentful for. Now, I've mentioned that resentment builds from past negative experiences, but how exactly does it look like? Well, it's associated with a lot of negative emotions. Someone who feels resentful may also feel anger, frustration, bitterness, hostility, and other hard feelings. Alongside these negative emotions, someone who is resentful may find it difficult to let go of the past event and people related to that event. These people may trigger unwanted thoughts and memories. Another common trait of someone who is resentful is holding grudges. It will be very difficult for this person to move on from what happened. They will hold on to these grudges for long periods of times. These grudges not only affect their relationships, but also affect their mental health. Remorse and guilt is another common feeling someone may experience when they are overcome with resentment. They may feel this way as they blame themselves for what happened in the past and wish they did something differently. Now that's a little introduction to resentment and what it looks like. Now I think it's important to delve more into the biological aspect of resentment and explore its negative effects further. This will be discussed in the next chapter. If you're a human being living on this planet, you're not going to leave without a few scars. Unless, of course, you're an extremely lucky person. Life throws us punches and sometimes the result of these punches can be resentment. We've all had something happen to us in the past, and I'm sure we felt angry, bitter, or wished things happened differently. We may have held grudges, we may have held so much hate in our hearts because of our past. 
Over time, though, we learned that resentment is not the way and science backs this up. There are numerous biological and psychological negative effects of resentment that you may not have been aware of. Let's start with the biological effects of resentment. There are a few ways in which resentment affects us physiologically, and it mainly stems from anger. As we know, one of the prominent emotions linked with resentment is anger. When we experience anger, we experience a physiological change in the body. Anger triggers our fight or flight response. When this happens, a gland in our body called the adrenal gland releases stress hormones. These stress hormones include one, adrenaline, and two, cortisol. Alongside the release of these hormones, our heart rate, blood pressure, and breathing is also increased when we are in fight or flight. Also, our body is preparing to fight, so blood is moved into our muscles so that we can use them during any physical exertion. So as you can see, all these different physiological changes are occurring when we put ourselves into fight or flight mode. And we put ourselves into this fight or flight mode when we hold resentment. Now, resentment is a long, slow burn of an emotion. We feel it, and we feel it all the time, leaving us angry all the time. This can result in serious negative effects just from the physiological changes that we experience when we undergo anger. One such negative effect is poor cardiovascular health. Those who are resentful are more prone to heart disease, heart attacks, and stroke. Additionally, those who harbor resentment are more likely to have high blood pressure and headaches. This is likely due to the stress put on the heart when we are angry. Another negative effect of resentment is having a weak immune system. People who are resentful may have a weaker immune system due to the stress response caused from resentment. The stress can cause stress-induced inflammation in the body. The third negative effect I would like to introduce is poor sleep. The stress hormones released from the stress response caused from resentment can also cause sleep problems. High cortisol levels makes it harder to sleep. And if we are always in fight or flight due to resentment, cortisol is always present in our bodies, making it very difficult for us to sleep. So as we can see, resentment takes a huge physical toll on our bodies. Other than the biological effects of resentment, there are also some psychological effects. Being stuck in a fight or flight response for prolonged periods of time is very detrimental to our mental health. Over time, anxiety and depression can result due to this prolonged stress response. Also, always having a negative outlook can cause negative thinking patterns to develop in us, increasing the negative psychological effects of resentment. Some other general negative effects of resentment include digestive issues, skin problems such as eczema, relationship problems, and finally, compromising of our values. If we are always wishing ill will on others and seeking revenge, it really does speak to our character. All right, now you know why harboring resentment is problematic. It's important to note that feeling resentful about something can be a justified response to a past event. There's a reason why we have these emotions in the first place. However, it's important to process resentment in a healthy way so that you don't harm yourself and others. The ways in which we can do this will be discussed in the next chapter. There's a quote about resentment that goes something like this. Holding resentment is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. Basically, this quote is explaining that resentment only hurts the person who is holding on to it, and it doesn't really affect anyone else. From the previous chapter, I think we can all agree that resentment does more harm than good. But how do we get over resentment? The only thing that can tackle resentment is forgiveness, and this includes forgiving ourselves and others. In this chapter, I want to reintroduce forgiveness to you and what it really means. I'll also provide some steps to help you adopt a more forgiving nature so that you can let go of your resentment and follow the path to healing. Let's start with what forgiveness really means. 
I think people hold a distorted view of forgiveness. You may think that you can only forgive if you receive an apology, or you can only move on when justice is served. Or you may think that when I forgive, I'm letting the other person get away with the injustices that they have done to me, excusing them for the things they have done in the past. Or that the only way you can forgive is by coming to a resolution with the other person. All these notions of forgiveness are indeed false. You actually don't need any of these things to forgive and let go of the past. Forgiveness is a process that occurs within ourselves, and it takes a lot of time and emotional effort. It requires us to look deep inside and self-reflect on ourselves, but also the other person who has wronged us. Dr. Fred Luskin, a leading researcher of forgiveness at Stanford University, says forgiveness allows us to narrate the wrongs that have happened to us without experiencing any malice or resentment towards the person who has wronged us. Forgiveness allows us to find peace with the past, but also ourselves. This is because when we forgive others, it also requires us to forgive ourselves. It allows for our own personal healing. Now we are familiar with what forgiveness is and what it's not. There are many reasons to forgive. It allows us to let go of resentment that would be causing us more harm than good. It allows us to heal our inner wounds. And it allows us to move on from a past event so that you can move on with life. I think that sometimes people view forgiveness as a sign of weakness. They think that harboring anger and bitterness makes us more powerful. These emotions do make us feel powerful. But the fact of the matter is that they are easy to fall into. It's easier to be mad and stay mad. It's hard to forgive. I think now it's time to dive into the ways in which we can start our own forgiveness journey so that we don't fall victim to the negative consequences of holding onto resentment. The strategies I'm about to present are referenced from the book Finding Forgiveness, a seven-step program for letting go of anger and bitterness by Eileen Boris Dungeonstang. Before we get started, it's important to note that forgiving can be difficult, especially if what happened to you in the past caused trauma. It takes a big heart, time, and patience. But I think both you and I can agree that forgiveness is where we can make peace with the situation. So let's start with step one. The first step to forgiveness is to become aware of the fact that you need to forgive. Oftentimes, before we begin the step, we're playing the victim card. Resentment may be affecting us in negative ways, or we may be holding grudges on people who have wronged us in the past. I think at some point, the resentment and the grudges start taking a toll on a person, whether it be through their physical or mental well-being. I believe that's the point when people start understanding that it's time to change. This was the case for me, at least. It takes a lot of time to admit that you're in the wrong. However, if it's for your betterment, coming to terms with the fact that it's time to forgive and the reasons why it's important to forgive is worthwhile for our mental, physical, and even spiritual well-being. It's the first step you need to take to let things go. So step one is to understand the fact that you need to forgive and why you should. Now step two involves a little bit more digging up. There's a past event or person or group of people that are holding you back. It's causing you deep pain and you need to let go of it. To do this, we must become familiar with our story. At this stage and the subsequent steps I'll be discussing, journaling can be very helpful. Ask yourself these questions and be very detailed with your answers. One, what exactly happened and what did it make you feel? Two, what do you need to forgive? And three, why do you think the situation happened to you? And what is it trying to teach you? Basically, step two is where we uncover our past and analyze it to extract all the relevant information we need. So at this point in our steps, we know that we need to start our forgiveness journey and we've become clear on what situations and people we need to address. 
The third step is to deal with some uncomfortable emotions that are caused from resentment that we may be ignoring. I have mentioned before that resentment can make us feel angry, hostile, and bitter. We need to start addressing these emotions, as over time these emotions impact our mental and physical well-being. To do this, start by acknowledging your anger and see where it stems from. Feel your anger and release it in a positive and safe way. Please don't blame yourself for feeling these feelings because we have these feelings for a reason. You can process and understand your anger by looking back at step two. See where your anger fits in your past experiences. Where does this pain come from? I was talking with one of my relatives and we were kind of talking a little bit about processing anger. She was telling me about something she had done in the past that really helped her release some things that were bothering her from from her own past. And basically what she did was she took a plate, a glass plate, and she wrote down all the things that she was feeling regarding a situation in the past. Everything that she she felt about it. She wrote and wrote all over that plate. And what she did was she took that plate outside in a a very safe environment obviously and she smashed it she smashed it into bits so I feel like that was a really interesting way of kind of releasing anger and releasing the emotions and the thoughts and the feelings associated with a past event that may have been bothering you try to find a safe and healthy way to release this anger so that you can process it in a healthy way. So basically to summarize step three, we want to confront our feelings of anger. We want to understand where it comes from, the reasons why we feel it, and process it in a safe way so that we can let go of it. So you'll notice that in step three, alongside letting go of our anger, we also begin the process of forgiving ourselves, which we get into more detail in in this fourth step. When we project hate or bitterness towards others due to past events, it's possible that it made us someone we don't want to be. It's also possible that you're not happy with the decisions and choices you made in the past, and that's causing you to self-blame. Whatever the reason may be, over time, your resentment and anger may have beget some feelings of shame and guilt. At this stage, we try to address these feelings of guilt and try to understand where they come from. Was there something you did in the past that you were not happy with? What are you blaming others for? Dig deep into these questions so you can understand where your guilt comes from. So to summarize, it's not enough to forgive others when we are on the path of letting go of resentment. We need to also forgive ourselves. We need to forgive our past self alongside the mistakes our past self made. We need to accept responsibility for the actions we took. In steps three and four, we start confronting our anger and our guilt to better understand what it's trying to teach us. The fifth step requires us to pivot and change our focus from the emotions and feelings we have to the emotions or thought process of the person or group of people we need to make peace with. In step five, we begin to use reframing techniques to help us view people in a different light. When we reframe, we start putting ourselves in the shoes of the other person. We ask ourselves questions like, why would someone act in such a way? Or what experiences may have caused a person to act in this way? We shift our focus from ourselves to the other person. We start viewing them as a human being who is capable of making mistakes. We non-judgmentally look at their situation and why they may have acted in such a way. By engaging in this step, we begin to view the person and the whole situation very differently. You're not exactly excusing what they had done, but you get a better understanding as to where they were coming from and start viewing the situation differently. It's important to remember that hurt people hurt people. 
and healed people heal people. Start having sympathy and compassion towards others. While undergoing these steps, you will most likely be confronted with pain from the past. You may feel like you're mourning your past self for having gone through these difficult situations. When we feel this way, it's important to give our pain meaning. What's this pain trying to teach us? How has this pain helped you become who you are today? Processing this grief by understanding how the pain helped you gives meaning to the pain and it makes it easier to accept and let go of it. The final step on your journey to forgiveness is finding peace. As we go through the above steps, we work through different areas that are causing us mental turmoil. As we heal each area, we become more enlightened. We learn to see the good in others and take responsibility for our emotions. All right, so that covers all our proven steps we have to begin our journey to forgiveness. This journey is obviously easier said than done. Remember, be patient and give yourself grace while going through the process of forgiving and letting go. It may take weeks, months, or even years until you're fully healed, but this journey is definitely worth it. Overall, letting go of resentment has its benefits, both physically and mentally. Physically, when we hold less anger in our hearts, our cardiovascular health improves and our immune system becomes stronger as there is less stress on the body. Additionally, our sleep quality improves as our fight-or-flight response is not raising our cortisol levels. Mentally, when we let go of resentment, we experience less symptoms of stress, anxiety, and depression, and our self-esteem improves, and our relationships improve as well. All in all, we experience a sense of ease and peace once we forgive. Alrighty, now that is a wrap on today's episode. During today's episode, I provided an introduction to resentment and the psychology of why resentment develops. I talked about the physiological changes associated with emotions related to resentment and their negative effects. And finally, I proposed proven strategies to help us forgive others and ourselves so that we can break free from our grudges and the burden of carrying resentment in our hearts. If you would like to learn more about the topics discussed in this episode today, please check out the book Finding Forgiveness, a seven-step program for letting go of anger and bitterness by Eileen R. Boris Dungeonstang. It was a key resource in today's episode. Thank you all again for tuning into another episode of The Art of Leveling Up. Be sure to leave a review and share this episode with a friend who might be interested in today's discussion. Also, be sure to connect with us on our socials if you'd like to see more content like this. See you all in the next one. 